0: What is going on, guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the two-game NBA main site on Tuesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these videos, they also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below, it's called the DK DFS Show. If you are interested in signing up for premium content, offer that at Patreon.com, an esports package that includes NBA uh, or an e-sports, an esports package that includes CSGO and Call of Duty, and they also offer an NBA package. I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. So, if you're not familiar with Price Picks, uh, they will post, again, fancy scores or fancy projections, and you can either take the over or the under. So, you're taking over or under, again, on fancy points. So, like, Trae Young's projected for 48 fancy points, you have the under or the over. Um, so, that is one way to play. They also have the now uh, newer way of, of single stat DFS where you can take like, over or under on points, assist rebounds three pointers made uh they have basically every single sport you can think of they have esports they have football pga um and i think it's a a fun change of pace from DraftKings because again you're not playing against anyone you're just playing against the house uh, if you guys want to try it out inside up to go dk dfs DKDFS all one word link down below. You'll get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. So basically, you put a hundred dollars in, you get a free hundred dollars to play with. So let's go over some of these that I like. Um let's see. So scrolling through some of these. Um, okay, okay. Hmm. Looking pretty sharp. So, I will say, you know, Conley is currently questionable for the Jazz. If you are confident he doesn't play, then you can go over on guy a guy like Ingles, go over a guy like Clarkson, right, because they're going to have to play more. So, again, he is currently questionable, so keep an eye on that one. But if, like, if you get that news that, that Conley is out, try to get, like, try to go to Price, right away and get to, like, Clarkson and, and Ingles and take the over, um, Zubac, we'll see what what the Clippers do at the starting lineup. My, my thinking is they continue to try to go small, and he might barely play even against a big Jazz frontcourt. But I guess we'll have to wait and see what they what, what they end up doing. But all these, you know, they seem pretty sharp. Um, I think you know, if Embiid is fully good to go, then you know, I think taking the over on 53 looks, looks pretty decent to me. Obviously, he's still going to be a little bit hampered, but um, he was able to, to, you know, play that entire game last game and went for 60 plus fancy points. So, all right. Um, let's, before we talk about, uh, the, this two game slate, let's look back mine up here from Monday slate. So Monday, uh, well, it didn't go good cause the game, uh, I stacked, uh, blew out. So that was no fun. And, uh, again, I'm looking like a clown for, for picking the bucks, uh, in this series, not looking good at all, not looking good at all. Um, lineup was Drew Holiday, Kyrie, Bruce Brown, Giannis, Blake, Mike James, Bobby Portis, uh, and Chris Paul. Chris Paul was the, was the lone bright spot. Uh, he was the one guy that was somewhat popular in the late game. No one else. The funny thing is, like, I was looking at my lineup. I was like, oh, well, I'm obviously dead. Like, game blew out. Like, it, it's over. But I'm looking at every other lineup in the higher stake stuff. I'm like, everyone had the same thing. Everyone stacked the early game, had the same exact mindset as me, and no one like, played anyone in the late game. Uh, so like, I just want to go over the, It's crazy the ownership in this late game, in, in the higher stake stuff. So uh, Chris Paul again, he was the one popular play. He, I, he's the like one guy I played. Uh, he, went for 50, or he was 50% owned, went for 49 fans points. That was nice. Mikhail Burgess went off today. No one played him. 9% owned. Uh, let's see, Devin Booker was decently popular, 34%. He was kind of a bust, only 38 fancy points. DeAndre Eaton, no one played him, 5%. Went for 35, I guess not terrible. Uh, Aaron Gordon, no one played him, 10% owned, 31 fancy points. MPJ, again, 12% owned, 28 fancy points. Jermucco Green was only 12% owned, he had a nice game. Um, Torrey Craig, 1% owned. Jay Crowder, 21% crazy like the, the ownership in this game was so so low uh rivers was 32 percent. he was kind of a bust it was a low scoring day low scoring game because uh the the clear you know game that had way more upside blew out and it just sucks you know Ran a blowout the worst, right? Because that was a game. The Bucs actually, the closing line, uh, the Bucs were actually favored by one. It started with, like, the Nets favored by one and a half or two. And, you know, the Sharps in Vegas actually bet it, or it pushed it the other way. So the Bucs were actually favored um, and just got destroyed. <laughs> just awful. That game was so brutal to watch. Uh, again, I was so excited to. Uh, I was thinking we were going to get a nice close game and just an absolute blowout. So, yeah, can't really. Again, random blots are the worst, but that is what it is. It's just funny that you know every single person the higher stake stuff had the same same idea as me of just stacking the stacking the early game, like literally six seven players. Every single person you look in these lineups had six or seven players in that first game. Uh, again, just, just unfortunate about the random blowout. But all right, so uh, before we get into the the two games that I asked, real quick. Uh, if you guys could, leave a like button the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't know upload videos, you don't want live. I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow. Make sure to check it out, answer any of your guys' questions, um, and let's try to aim for 150 likes on this video. All right, so we'll start off with Atlanta and Philly. Check the Vegas sides I guess really quick. So the Hawks 76ers is the 223 over under. The 76ers are five-point favorites. That leads me to believe that Embiid's playing. They have him questionable. I think he plays. And Clippers and Jazz, a 220 over under. The Jazz are four-point favorites. We're still waiting on the Conley news as well. So a couple big pieces of news there. All right, and the Atlanta side. So Trey Young at 9-2. Even though it's, you know, not necessarily the best matchup. I mean, he just lit up that 76ers defense. Like Danny Green couldn't handle him. Uh, They had to change up their defense in the second half. trey has been phenomenal. He has been really, really good uh, in the postseason so far. And he is, and the minutes are going up on him too. 41-39. So like earlier in the postseason, he was playing about thirty-five minutes, was which wasn't really a change. Uh, but now he's playing close to the forty-minute mark. Um, and it just this this whole offense is is Trey Young, right? Pick and roll, Trey Young. Um, I think he's I think he's a pretty solid spend up I, I do I do as I'm interested in Trey Young. Capella, same thing I'll say last time, is if Embiid does end up getting ruled out, then, then I have a more interest in Capella. But I just don't want to target centers against Joel Embiid. So, yeah, I, I really have no interest in a guy calling Capella right now. Baden Bedanovic has been Mr. Consistent, playing about 35-ish minutes and getting like 30 or 35 fancy points. So I think he's a safe play. We haven't really seen the upside from him. But, again, he's been pretty, pretty consistent. John Collins actually had a pretty nice game last game for 33 fancy points. We should get somewhere around 30, 35 uh, minutes from him. I think he's a fair filler play. Again, he's been a little bit disappointing from a DFS uh, standpoint in the playoffs. But, yeah, 5.6K is is, is is doable. Now, keep an eye on DeAndre Hunter news. That is pretty big. He was actually a, a late scratch that last game. If he is out, then that should be more minutes for guys like Gallinard and Herter. Now, most of those minutes went to a guy like Kevin Herter who went from uh, you know, hovering around the 20-minute mark to playing 29 minutes. So if there's no DeAndre Hunter, I think Kevin Herter will be a pretty popular rally to play, but definitely someone I would have some interest in. Gallo did not play that well only played 18 minutes, but I think if he would have shot better or played a little better, he, he could have extended to like the 20 to 25-minute range. So uh, Gallo and Herter would be the two guys that didn't get the, the boost uh, if DeAndre Hunter can't go. Also Solomon Hill. So Solomon Hill started the last game. He played 25 minutes. I would assume we get similar run if he starts again. Now with Solomon Hill... He is not a good point minute guy at all, uh, but he's close to min price if you want to use him as a punt play. And then DeAndre Hunter, if he does play himself, I think he's a fair value as long as there's no limit. I would assume we get you know, the normal 30-35 to minutes. Again, with him, more at the first defense, uh, he, he's definitely taken a step back offensively, uh, at least in the playoffs, uh, but he's been pretty solid in the defensive end, and someone I think they that will get a decent amount of minutes if he, if he can play. And that's really it. Like Lou Williams, again, will play the backup point guard, but I mean, unless you think he can get you, you know, 15 fantasy points in 10 minutes, it's just probably not for me. All right, so let's move on to Philadelphia. Again, Embiid questionable. My assumption is he plays, and if he does play, I really like Embiid because no one can stop him on the Hawks. And he is just a phenomenal point-per-minute guy. Um, he played 38 minutes last game. It's just a minutes thing, right? I think he's as long as he doesn't aggravate that injury, he's going to play all the minutes he can handle. So, um, I really like Embiid here at the top. Now, if Embiid is a late scratch, then Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, become two of the best plays of the slate. But my, again, I assume Embiid plays. So with that being said, Tobias Harris at 8.3K is more of a secondary play. Still solid option. I think plays about 35 minutes, uh, but it wouldn't be like a must play. Uh, and then Ben Simmons, I think it's fine either way. Uh, I think if if Embiid is out, that that actually helps Tobias Harris a little bit more because then he turns into the number one on offense. Ben Simmons is still going to be the guy, you know, handling the ball, handling the ball, um, you know, being out there. Obviously, he's a good defender and, and stuff in the stat sheet. So, um, and he's been he's been playing a lot better in the playoffs. He has and he like really disappeared for a while in the regular season, but he's starting to to get back to the Ben Simmons we know um, from like a year or two ago. So. Um, Yeah, I think Ben Simmons is fine either way. uh, A guy that should play uh, big, big minutes and and can stuff the stat I like playing guys like that. Now, going down the list in Philadelphia with Seth Curry, Danny Green, they're they're pretty similar players in the fact that they're both pretty reliant on scoring. Uh, Back-to-back 30-plus fancy point games from from Seth Curry. um, I think that's, you know, he's solid, but again, somewhat reliant on scoring. And Danny Green had the bad shooting game last game alone for 16 fancy points. Same thing, right? He's kind of got to knock down those shots, so... With Danny Green and Seth Curry, they're both in play. I think Seth Curry will be a little bit higher on based on the last couple games. But they're, again, they're, 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 they're pretty similar players in the fact that they both have to knock down shots to get fancy value. Now, Dwight Howard is only playable if Embiid misses. If Embiid plays, I have no interest in Dwight Howard at 4 5. So Tyrese Maxey at 3 9, I still think he's playable here. He Again, if you watch that game, he had so many shots that lip out. He bricked both free throws. I think if he would have made a couple more shots, he would have stayed out there a little bit longer. He only played 14 minutes, but when he was out there with that second unit, like the offense ran through him. Like they were just giving the ball to Maxi and like letting him do work. So I still think Maxi's viable here at 3-9. Obviously a little bit risky based on those minutes the last game, but I do think if he plays well, he could push for the 20-minute mark, which I think makes him in play for value. Now the rest of the 76ers, they've still been running a deep bench, but like no one playing huge minutes. Like Hill, Thibel, maybe a little Mike Scott. Um, Shake Milton, like these guys, all probably play a few minutes, but not enough for me to really, really feel confident with anyone. I will say, I guess, if I had to pick one of these guys, Thiebold, because I think they need his defense, and I got like Trey Young, but again, he's just like he is not a good offensive player. Like, and he's just more out there for his defense. So, and again, Cork might play a little bit too. It's just hard to feel confident with any of these guys, they'll, they'll probably play somewhere around five to ten minutes each. So yeah, I really don't have a ton of interest in the Philadelphia bench. All right, so let's finish up with the Clippers and the Jazz. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, don't not a big fan of either team, so not super excited for this game, I guess. But uh, we'll start off with the Clippers, and again, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. But my, I would assume that they run the same lineup of the small ball, right? We saw, I mean, Dallas is a, it was a massive front court with Kristaps and Boban, and they still ran small ball. So yes, Rudy Gobert is a big center, but. I think the Clippers just want to continue to play a small ball lineup. So I guess we'll, we'll start with Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, Kawhi is probably the safer of the two. He's got the higher floor. Back-to-back really good games there against Dallas. Now, against the Utah Jazz, not necessarily the best matchup, but just a minute. Like, he's going to play massive minutes, and he's under 10K. So I still think is pretty safe. Paul George, I like point-per-dollar too. Three straight 50 fantasy point games from him. Um, and the minutes should be really, uh, really good for, for both Kwai and Paul George. So I think they're, they're pretty safe options if you can afford them. Now, scrolling down to the rest of the Clippers. So Reggie Jackson's been playing pretty well. I think we get about 30 minutes from him. He's a good offensive player. Um, yeah, I think he's a fine option. Uh, you, know, you know, 43 fanciful games, kind of an outlier. But I think we get, again, around 30 minutes and probably somewhere around 25-ish fancy points. So perfectly fine with Reggie Jackson. Marcus Morris, Nick Batum. If they do run the small ball lineup, and if they're barely going to play Zubach, then Morris and Batum should play all the minutes they can handle. And I like both for value. Morris probably plays, you know, 35-plus. Um, he had a good game last game. Nick Batum is, is kind of a do-it-all guy, uh, good defender, can stuff a stat sheet. I think we get we get really big myths from both of them if they want to go small. So Morris and Nick Batum I think are both pretty good value plays if the Clippers run out that small ball lineup. Ibaka not expected to play. Rondo has been god-awful last couple games, and the, the minutes have really trended down on him. Could I mean, if he plays well off the bench, I could see him getting extended. And we actually saw early in the series he closed a couple games. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that Rondo plays well. He plays like 20-ish minutes and crushes at no ownership. It's just, for my one lineup, I have a hard time plugging him in. And Zubach. So this depends on what the Clippers are going to do, right? Are they going to throw him out there against Gobert? If Zubach starts, I like him for value because he's a good point-per-minute guy. But I don't know if they're going to do that. I think they're going to continue to go that small ball lineup, which means Zubach probably doesn't play a ton. So keep an eye on the starters. And if they do start Zubach, I like him a good amount for, for value. And then Terrence Mann had a nice team off the bench. I think we probably get – again, he played – he got extended a lot more because Marcus Morris followed trouble early. I think we probably get somewhere around 15 minutes from him, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. At 3.3K – Fair value play, again. He played well last game. Kennard might play a little bit, but not enough for me to consider him. All right, let's finish up with the Utah Jazz. So, I mean, this price is just too cheap, right? Donovan Mitchell at 8-2. All right, it's just, he should be a 9K player. So, um, there's no more limits on him, too. We don't have to worry about that. So, I I really like Donovan Mitchell here. And especially if Conley can't go, then Mitchell looks even better. So, um, he looks like one of the best plays this late. I really, really like Donovan Mitchell. Now, Rudy Gobert at 7-9. If the Clippers are going to run this small ball lineup, I mean, he should be able to feast on the glass, right? He should be able to, he should be able to, to go for a lock, for a double-double, probably get a bunch of blocks. Um, so, yeah, I think Rudy Gobert is, is a pretty good play too, especially if the Clippers are going to go small. And the big news is Mike Conley. So, do you want that hamstring injury? We will see. If Mike Conley plays, I think he's a fair contrarian play, and I think that the hamstring injury will worse some people, and he'll go pretty low-owned. Um, it's a two-game slate, so you know taking a risk on, on Conley, I don't think it's the worst idea if he does end up playing. Now, if Mike Conley misses, then we have two guys I like a good amount here for it, kind of the mid-range to value in Clarkson and Ingles. So Ingles would most likely start and probably play around thirty minutes. Would would run the point guard a decent amount. Um, he's been you know not the best you know recently, but he would get a pretty big boost of playing that point guard role. So would like Joe Ingles for value, I and mean, then Jordan Clarkson would play more off the bench too. He would become a really solid play. So both Clarkson and Ingalls get a massive boost if there's no Conley. Would like them both a good amount. Keep an eye on that. Boyan, his role won't really change. We know what Boyan is. He's a sharpshooter, pretty reliant in the scoring. Um, he's always in play bay and does have some low floor if he's not hitting his shots. Um, anything else here? Niang probably plays about 15 minutes off the bench. I mean, contrarian value play, sure. Favors will play the backup five, but really only becomes viable if there's go bear Foul Trouble. So yeah, that's kind of where we at, guys, for this two-game slate. Um, and yeah, I think that's gonna do it for the video. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate if you could leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos, you don't live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow. Make sure to check it out. Uh, thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.